Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for listening in to our live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars, and I want to remind everyone, you can contact me at jasondemars.com or through my email, uh, demjas at gmail.com. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, also want to remind you that we have materials you can get on jasondemars.com. Those materials, uh, books, tracks, DVDs, they're all completely free to you. Um, If you want to, you can pay for shipping or you can pay for um, a, uh, you can pay for, uh, or you can give an offering there on that to help pay for some of the costs of the books. Again, if you don't feel led to do that, they're completely free. Feel free to place an order and we'll get that out to you just as soon as we possibly can as the Lord provides for us. And I'm going to continue on my topic of the oneness of the Godhead, part four. And Brother John, good morning to you. Sister Zara, God bless you. Brother Tony, good morning and God bless you. Thank you all for listening in and everyone else who's listening in either live or on the recording. We appreciate you. Just get in touch with us. Let us know uh, if you're listening and uh, just let us know um, what you've experienced through watching the teaching videos. So with that said, we will get right into our... Oh, one more thing. Make sure to subscribe to our channel on YouTube or uh, like and uh, set it up so you get our notifications uh, uh, when we go live on Facebook. I came on a little bit late. I was scrambling with some of the settings. I had to switch up the capture card that I was using because with the up, with the latest uh, upgrade to my computer, my old capture card wasn't working. So I had to get a new one. With that said, I'm sorry, I know the color and the video doesn't look the greatest right now. If you're listening on the podcast, also, um, it it probably sounds just fine. So, (laughs) Uh, Brother Botamani, God bless you. All right, let's get to our topic here. How did God become our Savior? And the next question becomes that, is there two saviors when Jesus came on the earth? No, there's not two saviors. Isaiah 43, 10 and 11 says this, Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no savior. There's just one savior, and that's Almighty God. But we know that the Bible says that without the shedding of blood, Hebrews 9.22, without shedding of blood is no remission. So there has to be blood shed for us to have forgiveness of sins. So then how did God, who is a spirit, come and shed blood for the remission of our sins. Let's look at it. There is a promised Messiah, a promised Redeemer, Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity 
between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed, it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Let me back up just one second to the point. There is, there, without shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. God had to become flesh. God is a spirit. He's not a man. He's not limited. He is infinite. He's unlimited. So how, does, how do we go from God is the only Savior, blood has to be shed, to the fact that God is a spirit to become a man? It's because God overshadowed the womb of a virgin and created within her a little sperm and a little egg. Not He didn't take Mary's egg. He created the sperm and the egg. If he took Mary's egg, then Jesus would have been a, a fallen being. No, he didn't take it. He created an egg, and he created a sperm and fused them together to bring forth this child. So you and I, we take the DNA of our mother and father. God created both sperm and egg and fused them together. So who then, what DNA does Jesus receive? He receives the DNA of God. So that little baby that was born was the very life blood of God. He was not the blood of Mary and Joseph. He was the blood of God. So it was the blood of God coursing through the veins of the Son of God that went to Calvary and shed his blood so that we could be forgiven. So how, how is God our Savior? He created a DNA that was his very life. So now let's look at some of the Old Testament prophecies. We saw the first one the seed of the woman that will crush the head of the serpent, and in so doing, his foot will be bruised, his heel will be bruised. That's through Calvary. Through Calvary, his foot was bruised, but the head of the serpent was crushed. Deuteronomy 18, 15 through 18, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him shall ye hearken. According to all that the, thou desirest of the Lord thy God in Horeb on the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command them. This, of course, is speaking of the general way of God is dealing, but ultimately this is an exact prophecy of the Messiah. Messiah will be a prophet like Moses, a deliverer and a leader, and he will be of thy brethren. He will be raised up from amongst the Jewish people. 2 Samuel 7, 12 through 14. And when thy days be fulfilled, and thou sleep with thy fathers, I will set up thee, 
thy seed after thee, which shall proceed out of thy bowels, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. So here is the prophecy. The Messiah will be the son of God. This is fulfilled in Luke 1.35. Not some pre-existing son, but here is the Son of God. The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So based upon, therefore means because of this, or based upon this, So Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Why? Because the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. So Son of God means two things. It means to be the chosen king. Son of God also speaks of supernatural conception by the Holy Ghost. Psalm 2.7 says, I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. A day and time in history when he was begotten, not begotten eternally, son assumes beginning. Matthew 1.18, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. The birth, the ge- this word is genao, or the genesis, the beginning of, of Jesus Christ was on this wise doesn't point to eternity it points to his birth in Bethlehem Psalm 110 verse 1 the Lord Jehovah said unto my Lord Adoni sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool so this verse says Yahweh spoke to Messiah Yahweh the invisible God spoke to the visible human Messiah. This is the word Adonai. It's used in 1 Samuel 24, verse 8. David also arose afterward and went out of the cave and cried after Saul, saying, My Lord, my Adonai, the king. This word Adonai is only used for humans. It's never used for God. When the word Lord is used for God, it's Adonai. When it's used for men, it's Adonai. So, the supernatural God that conceived and brought forth Jesus Christ, the Son of God, spoke and said unto David's human Lord, the Messiah. The visible expression and manifestation of that invisible God. Psalm 2 verse 2 says, The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh, Jehovah, and against his anointed. Anointed means is what Messiah or Christ anointed with the Spirit of God. Isaiah 11.2 says, And the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Messiah means to be anointed or filled with the Spirit of Jehovah. Acts 10.38 says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God 
was with him. Isaiah 42.11 Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect in whom my soul delighteth. I have put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. Here he calls him my elect, my chosen one. He was elected of God, predestinated before the foundation of the world to be the anointed Messiah. His name shall be called Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born. So he is a child. Unto us a son is given. He is a son. And the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called. I want to remember. I want you to remember this. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So let's look at this. These are all titles of Almighty God placed upon this child, this son. Now, Jesus was never literally called any of those titles while he was on earth. But these are his, these are his rightful titles. Now, think about this. Names in the Old Testament often had God within it. Elijah means, or Elia which is what it is in Hebrew, means God is Yahweh. Well, that doesn't mean Elijah is Almighty God. It means the title is placed upon him. He's put in that position. He's positionally there. God God declares that Jesus is wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's a Prince of Peace, but he's also an everlasting Father. So what does it mean? It means that he is the visible expression and manifestation of God on the earth. John 17, 6 says, I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Jesus said, I am come in my Father's name. These are his Father's names. But what is he come? He, he himself has come in his Father's name. He Again, he is the visibility of the invisible. He is the expression, the manifestation of the Father the wonderful counselor, the mighty God. He is God made visible. Acts 20.28, we spoke of it before, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock of God over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the flock of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Jesus is the blood of God and the DNA of God. We will pick that up more later. Just want to just to uh, bring a sum, little summary of what we've spoken about. The Old Testament prophesies of who Messiah will be. It gives details about his life. We found out he's anointed with the Spirit of God. 
we found out that the name of God will be placed upon him, making him equal to God, as the Bible says. We found out that he is the Lord. He is the King of kings, that he is to, to sit at the right hand of God, means he is the sharer, the administrator of the power, majesty, and glory of God. We found out that he will be called the Son of God because he's the chosen king and because he is uh, he was born by a supernatural birth. We found out he'll also be a prophet like Moses. And we also found out that he'll be the seed of a woman. So with that said, we're going to close right there. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. May the Lord richly bless you.